welcome to Bleacher Brawls. We have our very first Yankees only episode. No Red Sox talk, although we have some Red Sox folks kind of sneaking in here. No socks, just stripes. First ever Yankees episode. My name is Patrick. You know me. I've hosted all these shows so far. We've also got John. John is back from vacation. Do you enjoy your vacation, John? Oh, yeah, definitely. Got out to the Jersey Shore LBI. Uh, it's nice to be around some Yankees fans and uh, definitely had a great vacation, but back and ready to talk about baseball. Awesome. We have also got Barnes. This is Barnes' very first episode on the podcast. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Happy to talk Yankees baseball with y'all. Love it. And we've got Doug, who I believe is um, starting to be known as the um, quiet, secret Yankees fan of the group. Well, you know, Luke, Luke will say that because, <laughs> you know, he hates everything that comes out of my mouth. But <laughs> Oh, you're a closet Yankee fan. Uh, okay, buddy. <laughs> nope yes i am the red sox fan in the group well pat is too but just gonna talk yankees today yeah let's get into it um i want to start I with sh- i won't Go shit ahead. on them too much i'll be objective and oh fair. yeah <laughs> uh i'll try and keep my mouth shut too this is a yankee show we're here to talk about the yanks and they've been having a great season so far it seems like all of the problems that the yankees have right now are like positive problems like they're things that like hey, that could be a lot worse than it is right now, you know? Um, And I want to start with the rotation. Uh, Garrett Cole has the worst ERA of any Yankees starter, right? That's a positive problem to have, right? But Barnes, I know that you've got a guy in that rotation right now that you're not too crazy about. And and I want to hear some of your thoughts on that. Here we go. This is probably a little bit of a hot take right now. Uh, I'm not the biggest Tyone fan. Um, I think he's overperforming, which I love. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I love that he's overperforming. But is he really this good? Mm, I don't think so. I know why John not? might disagree, but why why not? What what is what about his seven and one record is you know two nine three ERA is not overperforming i mean wasn't he a former first round pick first round pick second round pick it doesn't really matter to me i mean when you look at his career numbers he's got a career 373 but that also includes this year where he's pitching under three you know 2021 4.30 2020 4.10 like is he really this guy is he Getting better as he's getting older, I'm not too sure. I just, it seems like when I've seen him pitch, even though it was for the Pirates, it just seemed like he was, he would pick up a little bit of steam and then just pff, wheels would fall off. Wasn't Garrett Cole the same way too when he was brought up with the Pirates? You know what? You're not entirely wrong. I think that Garrett Cole and Tyone are different pitchers though. Yeah. Besides the fact that they're just different people, their pitching style and their pitching game is different. And I think that Cole's naturally going to have a slightly higher ERA because he pounds the strike zone with those like power pitches. I, so I, I meant more just like their upbringing, right? So they, they 
they both cut it with the pirates, right? And they're like nobodies, right? And now they're just, you know, that guy. Was well, Cole a nobody when he was with the pirates? I, I mean, he wasn't like superstar how he is now. Like, sure, I don't think sure. I don't think when he was a pirate, you'd think he would sign the biggest deal for a pitcher, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, I that's think true. he did have just... to go to the Astros that one year to kind of yeah. like show that he could win on a team that matters. You know, yeah, no just gonna get buried. They don't matter. Was that yeah. the asterisk season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's one of the asterisk season. All right, so we figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I think this is great though, because I mean, I am the biggest Tyone fan. I think I made that pretty like I've I, out there on our website, bleacherbrawls.com, our YouTube channel. Bleacher Brawls. Um, I'm all over it saying how much I love Tyone. I really think this guy is a great pitcher. And I think that's what it is. Cause I think Barnes, you got a great point. His past is really like questionable, but I think what he's evolving into is that he is getting better as he's getting older. He's a real cerebral kind of pitcher. Um, I think what he has his stuff plays really well in New York. Like he's got that high four seamer that he kind of gets strikeouts on. But for the most part, he's a real good slider, sinker ball guy, and he keeps the ball down. And at Yankee Stadium, I think that's a really important thing to be able to keep the ball down as a right-hander. You're giving up a lot less home runs. And the fact that their defense has been improved, I think that's helping him as well. So, and again, I I think the other big thing is right now, a big difference maker, I'm going to keep saying it, is Jose Trevino. I think the staff is really evolving with him as a catcher. I think he's been a clutch hitter. You know, he's not going to be the – light the game on fire, but he's been a pretty good hitter. He's going to come up when you need to. And I think he's handling the staff the best we've seen out of a catcher in years. Yeah, not to be the numbers guy, because I'm usually not a numbers guy. But if I just dial back to last year a little bit, we'll go to July 2021. Uh, In that month, he had 31 innings pitched, four earned runs, which makes his month ERA 1.16 awesome month then you fast forward next month august 2021 31 innings pitched uh 19 earned runs 5.52 era for that month now we translate it to this year may uh, 31 and a third innings seven earned runs 201 this month obviously not done yet 17 innings pitched eight earned runs 4.24 like, is he this guy who right around this time of year starts to break down? I don't, I don't know. I think he's a great fourth. Like, gr- to be honest with you, he's a great fourth starter for us. Not complaining at all. He's having a better year than Nick Pavetta, who is a, allegedly, according to Luke, the Red Sox ace. <laughs> so I'll take it. <laughs> all right. All right. If we, yeah, we don't we're get not going to get Red into Sox, that, you don't that's get to another whole Sox podcast. Either, all right. Yeah, <laughs> That is a great point, though, about um, the four starter. Don't let Luke hear this part of the podcast, all right? That's the last thing we need someone to hear. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think I got faith in the guy. I think the fact that he really does seem to be evolving as the pitcher, I think maybe he's not going to be, you know, like a sub two ERA guy like all season. You know, maybe he does kind of hover around. It's the AL East. You know, he's probably going to be like, a 3.2 ERA. I think that's a pretty good ERA. So if you're beneath that in the AL East, um, that's the best I can ask for him. And you're right. I think maybe I don't consider him an ace, but I can rate him a little bit higher, maybe as a two or a three on this staff. So 
my my little input is every year you need that one guy or two or three guys to have their career years. And that could be it. You get career years from some guys and that's how teams win world series. Judge Tyone and Cole or and Cortez, we get Clay Holmes. We're getting career years right now. If they get these guys, keep it up. We're going to be a force. And, um, John brings up uh, uh, Judge, and you know we're not going to talk about Judge a whole lot on this episode, but I just wanted to pipe in really quickly and say, holy shit, what a season this guy is having. This is crazy. Like, you know, he went the first month of this season, and everybody was like, wow, he's really hot to start the season. Like, uh, nobody can play like that forever. And um, he's still playing like that. <laughs> and um, he's still uh, he's still trying to get his money, looks like. <laughs> He's he gonna get it. <laughs> he's gonna get it. <laughs> he's he gonna get another it. one tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he he is just one of those guys, along with Tyon, along with um, the, the the Cortezes and uh, the Clay Holmes, of course. Uh, it's sort of the dark horse of of um, <clears throat> on their mound right now. I feel like um, things are just kind of clicking, and you know, maybe Tyon might not be this guy forever but you're also not going to have a five man rotation in the playoffs, you know, like um, if he can just um, be a little more hot than he is cold, which he definitely seems to be going through some hot and cold, um, then that'll be good enough through, you know, through August. Right. Um, Cortez is also just, I'm, I'm like kind of blown away by every, every performance that he has. He's just this like really crafty, really like kind of subtle. He'll, he'll pitch around you. Um, but, um, yeah, I feel like this just the, the rotation is, um, it's a force to be reckoned with right now. And I didn't want to say much during that rotation episode a couple of weeks ago, John. Um, but, um, Nick, uh, Luke had an uphill battle, uh, in that brawl, I feel like, because, um, and, and the Yanks are just still, still pitching like that. It's, it's very impressive. Cortez reminds me of a dad throwing wiffle ball pitches in the backyard when you're seven. You're just like, look at him. How's this guy striking people out? <laughs> He's even got the mustache to go with it too. That's a yeah. great point. I love I love the guy. He just looks like my friend's dad in the backyard, just going out. He's not gonna pound you with pitches. He's not gonna pound you with a fastball or crazy movement, but he just finds a way to get you out. I love he's the guy. Just, he's just out there having a good time, smiling and enjoying himself, man. I mean, that that's a that's it, man. He's the wiffle ball guy. He made he made a sick uh diving play into first uh recently, right? Yeah he's a gamer uh, yeah that was insane he was you know i i can't remember the last time i've seen a picture where their like front is dirty and you know it's easier to see it on the yankees uniforms because they're white and i was like man that that is freaking awesome i was just looking over his stats and was was he a rookie last year or he's been uh, he's, Cortez, really, he's, he's been kind of bouncing off. around a little while yeah, okay. he's bounced around. He's played uh, a couple of teams. He's had some sense with the Yankees, but I think last year was his first like breakout. Like, All right, well, yeah, good for him. He was uh, he played for the Orioles for a while, and um, did he really? Yeah, if you, I mean, oh, if so you he's pitch, not even close to being a rookie. If you pitch for the Orioles in you know 2019, nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> so he's a rookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely breakout year last year with the Yankees. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of the guys that we feel are underperforming. I'm surprised none of the, none of the Yanks guys on this crew wanted to talk Gallo. I'll, I'll move past Gallo. I'll let you guys um, deal with that one at a later time. 
Uh, I want to hear first, I want to hear a little Aaron Hicks talk. John, I'll start with you. Um, Aaron Hicks, what, what an up and down career this guy has had, what an up and down time with the Yankees he's had. Um, right now, kind of a downtime, and I want to hear some of your thoughts on it. Well, I've been a big Aaron Hicks fan. Um, well, as best I can be when he's been on the field. I mean, he's been hurt a lot. Uh, he's had His highs have been really high and his lows have been really low. Um, the best we can hope for now is he's about 32 years old is to just kind of level out. Uh, he's not, he's, he's still playing so far this season. I think that's big. Uh, he hasn't really made it this far in the season in a while. He had a terrible May. Uh, he started to kind of turn it around though here in June, his on-base percentage, I was looking this up and it actually kind of surprised me his on-base percentage, despite what a horrible May he had is still 350, which isn't bad. It's actually fairly high up in the league. Uh, you know, not the top of the league, but it's up there. Um, and he's also still drawing a lot of walks. Uh, he works up counts and he provides leadership in the clubhouse, which I think is really important. And I think he's kind of, kind of maybe move into that Brett Gardner role. He's got three years left in his contract to 10 mil. It's not a bad deal. So I can see how other teams might want him. So he might be a tradable piece. But I say, why not hang on to him? Let him be that fourth outfielder kind of moving that Brett Gardner role and provide a lot of leadership in the clubhouse. Interesting. That's a very interesting perspective, John. I like the, um, the leadership role thing. Like I said, he's had a, he's had a real up and down time. So if you can find just about anything that, um, that makes them want him around, I feel like that that's a positive for him. And if that's it for him, um, that's interesting. Uh, Barnes, I want to hear some of your thoughts on, um, on the Hicks season so far. Yeah. So Aaron Hicks, um, what do you, what can you say about the guy? Like to me, it's like trying to sell someone a bad car. You're like, Oh, well, you know, it can still get you from A to B. And that's the point of a car. Oh, he's still a guy that you can put in the outfield. What is Aaron Hicks now? He's a switch hitter who hits like 233. Like, yeah, he could be that fourth outfielder. He can platoon in and out, give some guys some rest days. Inevitably, Stanton will get hurt at some point. So that, and that's like a decent band aid. But, uh, like, he's not that bad, but he's not that good. What was he before his injuries? He was a guy, he was like a high energy guy who was pretty good on the bases. He's got no more speed anymore. He's 32. Listen, I'm 31. I tried to run down the street. I was out of breath in three seconds. I'm not running down five balls. He's got no more arm. Ice cream truck coming down the street. Like actually get close to throwing anyone out. And he's got no more bat. Like, yeah, oh, he's got these good leadership qualities, which, yeah, it's good. It's good for the clubhouse vibe. But, is that, you know, oh, look, an ice cream truck. But... Yeah, it, it just feels like you're trying to sell me on something that not that great. I I don't know what we could trade him for, but I know what we have on the bench. We got Andujar, who can play, who has showed you that he wants to play and he's willing to learn a new position in a corner outfield spot. See, there you go. There's our segue into Joey Gallo. We get rid of Joey Gallo, fourth outfielder for Hicks and. And Duhar is playing left field. May it, we just solved it. What, what, Brian Cashman, are you listening? I, I forgot about Gallo. 
I forgot. I was sitting here trying to think who the hell's their other outfielder. Cause I know Stanton doesn't do anything but DH anymore. Right. He's playing right field. As he's, he's done quite a bit of it. Is he, okay. Good, so so. Who's, who's playing center field? Is it, is it hit? Aaron judge. Judge is playing. Like judge is playing center field. Like gold glove, gold glove caliber center field. Wow, he's, good for him. So good. what? Hicks is playing left. Hicks isn't left now. He's Correct. a corner outfielder. He's got to start hitting home runs and getting some doubles, extra base hits, like a corner outfielder does to make himself worth it. But I think he's got it in him. I think he's got you know maybe one or two more years where maybe he can just give us just solid play. So and I'm glad um, you brought up the base running thing. Sorry, Doug. I'll, no, well, go for it. I'm, that is why I have a soft spot in my heart for Aaron Hicks because his base running for years like was the best on the Yankees, best I've seen in a long time. He just had great things, and it's just little things like that that make me think like maybe he can give you a run, have like put up the career year in a championship season like we've been talking about. So I was just you know without really seeing him play much recently. Um, just looking at his numbers, his numbers are bad. <laughs> they are. They're bad. His, his numbers are pretty bad. And you, Still better you than know, Joey Gallo's. You know, <laughs> yeah, but Joey Gallo has a very much higher ceiling because we know he could hit 40 home runs in a year. Yes. Um, looking, you know, I, I think John was mentioning high ups and downs, and I only see one up in his 10-year career. This from 18, uh, where he had 27 home runs, uh, and he played in only 137 games. Like, even in his most games played season, 137 is not really a lot. I mean, it is, but you know, it could easily be more if you're playing every day. Um, but then his next highest is 123 from 2016, and and it's just in the 50s after that. <laughs> So like I, I don't understand how you want to keep that guy around. It's like it's like when they signed him, what, five years ago was in his 2018 season. Or was it just before, just after 2018? Yeah, they traded for him. They traded uh John Ryan Murphy to the twins. In and, and I just gotta put an asterisk on that. 2020, he did they only played 60 games and he played like 50. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. So he did play a full season. But like it's an asterisk season, doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, as far as trade value, like I, I don't, you couldn't sell me on that guy. He's always hurt 10 million a year to be what a fourth outfielder that you can't really rely on because he's probably hurt. Uh, you talking about Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not always <laughs> hurt, but um, it's a, I hope he's our fourth outfielder. Anyway, no Want to do a trade? No red um, No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> I, so when I was thinking about him, I was thinking about Ellsbury, right? They they kind of just like cut Ellsbury. I mean, they didn't cut him, right? They just like. No, they, they cut him. They, they yeah, just said, hey, so they ate his money. So why not just cut him, eat his money, eat, eat the money and, and get someone better? I, I don't know. I'm sure there's options out there. That are better than Aaron Hicks, and I'm sure the Yankees have the money to go out and spend. You know, trade season's coming up. I mean, you know, uh, we're in the middle of June right now. Trade deadline end of July. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but it's definitely one of those things that um, we've seen. We've seen GMs and and guys like that saying, "Yeah, conversations have started," um, and and they're making their phone calls and um, 
you have to wonder um, if he's on that list, if he's on the trade block. Um, interesting. Very, you know, this is a guy who, uh, when he when he's on, he's he's a fantastic player, but he's just so rarely been on over the past couple of years that um, what is this like a seven year contract that he's on? <laughs> like uh, he's he's gonna be around for a while. <laughs> And um, John, you said you think somebody would three, take three on the last years three like years. Like, Cashman been- do you think someone would take on three years of this? I don't know. I feel like someone might take on three months of this. If they wanted to get rid of them, they'd have to probably eat like half the salary. And at that point, five million a year for a fourth outfielder, it's not that's going to provide leadership and switch hitting. It's not a you know you could probably sell somebody on it. You're not going to get a great return, but yeah, I'm with you on that. That makes on. sense. I think I think taking some of the salary would definitely help. Definitely. All right. Any more Aaron Hicks thoughts? He's still better than Joey Gallo. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I disagree on that. <laughs> I w- I would play. I mean, you know, hit 200, but you're going to get 40 home runs a year. Go for it. But you're not getting that from Joey Gallo right now. Oh. I'm sure that's not going to last. I mean, the, the it's fall, like, I don't know. The Joey Gallo fall cannot be that steep that quick. The, the Joey I mean, Gallo I'm, pinstripes era has been rough. The Joey Gallo well, clean shaven era has that's been That's what happens when, you, when the Yankees make people shave. shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was a, that was a tough lose day for all the mojo. Joey Gallo fans, I think. You lose the mojo and the flair. <laughs> All right, let's move on um, to shortstop. Shortstop has been a tough position for the Yanks ever since, I don't know, five, six years ago. wonder why that is. Um, and the solution this year, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa um, from Texas, flipped to Minnesota for about 30 seconds, um, pretty much from Texas. And he's having um, a regular season for him. Most of his numbers match his career numbers, um, uh, more or less. He's having the kind of season that you would expect from him, although I think people expected a little more defense on his end. Um, but basically, you're getting the player you thought you were going to get. And so I want to hear um, the Yankee fan perspective on, um, is it good enough? Is, it, um, is he a fine number nine hitter? You know, um, What are the opinions on um, IKF? over uh at short right now uh john i'll start with you um i you nailed it he's just having his regular season i think his defense is has had his lapses i mean he's shown that he can be a solid defensive shortstop which is really what he was brought over for we weren't expecting him to bat fourth he was gonna be an eight nine hitter in the lineup um and if he's hitting two sixties and eight nine here in the lineup, providing defense at shortstop, a very important defensive position, you can win with that. Uh, I think if there's an upgrade out there, I'd be interested in hearing what that is. Uh, at least you'd have to at least consider it. So I think the Yankees can win with Isaiah kind of for Leffa. It's been done before. It's been done recently where teams just have like really good defensive shortstops that are hitting at the bottom of the lineup. 
Uh, but I, I would really be open to hearing what else is out there. And I don't want to hear any Carlos Correa talk because for some reason, everyone's saying the Yankees wanted Carlos Correa, the Yankee fans wanted Carlos Correa in the offseason. And that is not true. We're not bailing Minnesota out of that contract. Like, I just want to shut that down right now. But other options for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, I'd be interested in hearing. Yeah, so if I could jump in real quick, is I'm not entirely sure where the fan, Yankees fan base is as a whole on uh, Connor Falefa. Personally, love the guy. I think he goes out there, he does solid work. He's going to bat that seven, eight, nine, that bottom third of the lineup. He seems to draw walks. He'll draw out of a pitch count a little bit and usually comes up with a nice base hit or a walk. You know, obviously he's in the batting in the bottom third, so you're not expecting great numbers out of him. But, you know, it was one of those things where I was kind of, once again, not to be a numbers guy because I'm usually not, and I just use the eye test most of the time. But a lot of people were like, oh, you know, there's a lot of errors, blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of, I dove into some fielding percentage. Uh, so Connor Fluff is at uh, 0.964, right? And over the off season. Uh, I'll just use the three bigger names, Seager, Baez, and Correa. Whether we wanted them or not, those are the three bigger names. Seager is uh, 966, Baez is 970, and Correa is 979. And that Correa has actually had a shorter season. So we might see those numbers dip down or go up a little bit. So he's right in the wheelhouse of those guys too. He's not a perfect shortstop. We knew that coming in. Hey, we just need a guy to be solid. Uh, as far as batting average, he's 272. Seager's at 226. Baez is at 194. Correa on a short season right now is at 307, but his career average is like 279. So are we really getting that much of a drop off here in terms of batting for a guy who's going to bat in the bottom third of a lineup? I think he's great. I think he's a discounted version of kind of all those guys to just be solid, you know, and also you know, maybe on a prospect show coming up. Uh, he's just a placeholder for Peraza or Volpe, you know, who I've seen. I saw Volpe play the other night. I actually went down to the double uh, A game, Somerset Patriots. Shout out Volpe. You're exciting to watch. <laughs> uh, real quick. When did Derek join the show? <laughs> Zing. Um, so the question is here that I want to ask is, is it okay because the rest of the Yankees are taking care of business and getting the job done that, it, you know, you'll accept defensive, I don't want to say liabilities, but not as best as he should be and a weak offensive showing because everyone else is doing so great. What if the Yankees were 500? Would there be alarms going off? Or would you guys still be thinking the same way? I mean, I, if they're 500, if they're 500, there'd be alarms going off. But I don't think Isaiah Kiner Falefa would be the top of the alarm list, right? <laughs> I think one thing about Kiner Falefa that I think the it's unfair with the fans because I do know the fans expect a lot of them is that we came off Derek Jeter and went into Didi Gregorius, who was really loved by the fans. He was a really good Yankee, uh, great in the clubhouse, and really took advantage of the right field porch. Uh, and we love Didi Gregorius. And I think coming you – know, we've had a couple of rough years where Torres really didn't handle the transition that well. 
And then we get kind of for left. And I think a lot of Yankee fans were expecting Didi Gregorius 2.0, which really isn't fair to kind of Falefa. And you just got to let him go, him go out there and be his own Yankee. But I think that's kind of really why I'm hearing, like when I listen to sports radio and stuff, why I'm hearing fans not kind of Falefa, I think, because they're expecting another Didi Gregorius. Yeah, I agree. I think once again, John, you hit a great point is that we're coming off of like a good stretch of, awesome shortstop play and it's unfair to the man to compare him to those guys you hit the nail on the head I I really think that Doug as you said if the Yankees are 500 the alarms aren't going off on oh why'd we get this guy I think it's a lot on the pitching I think it's a lot on oh uh, guys like Rizzo Donaldson Stanton you know if those guys aren't performing but yeah I think you know the other guys are getting it done and it allows him to just get it done I always, you know, cycle back to those late 90s teams. Not a shortstop, but he played third base. Scott Brocious hitting the bottom third of the order. He was always just – he was like a 230 hitter, like let's be real. But he played good defense. He just went out there, did his job, hit, got a clutch hit every now and then, got on base. He was a run that could, could get scored by, you know, LeMahieu or Judge who's at the top of the order. And I don't think Kyner Falefa's had that clutch hit yet, but he's been in those clutch situations where he's the guy getting on base. He's getting drawn the walk, or he's getting that, like, line drive single to, like, left center. He did that the other night where it's just – he just goes out there and reaches and knocks it out there and gets on base, and he's one of those guys starting the rallies. So I do really like that about him. I think there's – you make a great point. Let's see – maybe we stick with him and we see what he does in the playoffs because he could really be – like, he's shown he can handle a big situation or the most pressure situation he's been in so far. I think he's the kind of guy that you couldn't ask much more from, from exactly what Barnes said, a placeholder, right? He's, he's on contract through the end of next season, right? So he's got a year and a half left. By that point, you're hoping that Peraz is up in the big leagues, right? Volpe's not too far behind him. You've, you've got some shortstops ready to go, right? Very unlikely that he's still a Yankee past 2023. Right. Um, but uh, holding it down until then is like exactly what he's doing. And when you've got when you've got guys like Joey Gallo, who they can't find a place uh, in the order for or Aaron Hicks, who was leading off for a while and now he's batting seventh. You know, I think the guy that you plug in the nine hole and you knew he was going to be the nine hole and is doing just a, a, a perfectly fine job at that. I think, um, you know, this the he's he's doing his career numbers right now i don't know what more you could ask from the guy <laughs> and i actually know a really good position like joey gallo's best position is left left out uh <laughs> i'm a dad it's a good time. that was that was solid i did not understand that until you i like it i like it I like <laughs> oh come I like on it. doug it took it, uh, i like it <laughs> All right, uh, John. What did you what did you call? I know it as FMK, but I'll keep it to myself. What that stands for? What did you call it? Let's call it Cuddle Mary Trash. Uh, Cuddle Mary Trash. Up. Okay, that's the um, that's the kitty <laughs> version, huh? Yeah, I play with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually a couple of years ago I got a talking to from the daycare teacher, our uh, head of the daycare center, and apparently my four year old was playing it at lunch. 
Um, <laughs> could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, oh, it could no. be the real version. I think it could be the real parenting. version. <laughs> He's got a personality. Could be the real version. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do. Um, we said we we're going to do Tyon, um, Hicks, and Isaiah Kanafalafa, right? Uh, Barnes, I'll start with you. Cuddle, Mary, Trash. Those three. Uh, so, John, what you just said there, like, oh, he's got a personality. I know you were talking about your youngster, but that, I feel like that's what you would say about someone you're not really in love with. So I'm going to say Trash Hicks. He's got uh. a personality, but let's trash him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to cuddle Tyone. I want, I want to nurture him into, you know, being something good. And uh, I'm going to marry the idea of IKF being the, a solid placeholder. If he gets an extension, great on him. But I, I really just love his gameplay right now. I think we're going to have three different answers. I'll let John go. Yeah, that's interesting. John, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm going to marry Tyone. Uh, like I said, I'm the guy's biggest fan. Uh, again, BleacherBrawls.com. BleacherBrawls, our YouTube channel. It, I, you can, I've made that the claim before. So huge Tyone fan. I'm marrying Tyone. I really think he's going to be a big part of this team. Uh, I'm cuddling Isaiah Kiner-Falefa because, like we said, he's doing his job. He's not going to be the star of the team, but if he can be a part, a good cog, that's important. And uh, despite the fact that I was defending Aaron Hicks earlier, you know, there's really only one place to put that. And you got to put him in the garbage and slam the lid down. Yeah, I I thought for sure you were going to not trash Hicks because of how you were talking about him. So I thought we were going to have three different answers, but uh, I'm the same as you. Mary Tyone, trash Hicks, and cuddle IKF. All right. (laughs) Lots of cuddling uh, tonight. Um, All right, one more guy I want to talk about. Um, The um, I was going to say surprise, but should we be surprised? This just happens when you get put guys in pinstripes sometimes they like you know they hit a home run in their first at bat and they're awesome for like two months you know and uh, and right now that's matt carpenter matt carpenter who was um stuck in triple a uh, couldn't go anywhere for texas and um and now he's a yankee and he's dh a lot and, and he's playing you know i don't want to say every day but just about every day um and i want some some quick carpenter talk and I want to hear mustache, yay or nay. John, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I Let's keep it. I love the mustache. Uh, he, uh, Matt Carpenter is making it look cool again. Uh, honestly, he's got me thinking maybe I should consider growing out into a mustache. It's just, uh, it's awesome. I think it's, Doug was talking about mojo before. I think the mustache, there's mustache mojo there. Uh, you, I love Matt Carpenter, what he's done so far, and we're keeping the stash. It's very um, Don Mattingly, huh? And uh, I knew that that that's um, it's a warm spot in, in, in your hot, huh? In your hot, hot. There's my boss <laughs> in your heart, huh? The uh, the um, the Don Mattingly mustache, my childhood idol, yeah, 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 Carpenter's yeah. Gonna bring it back. and he's a lefty too, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Barnes, what you thinking? Mustache, yay or nay, and Carpenter on the Yanks so far? Uh, mustache, yay. You know, <laughs> I know this is just going on the air. You can't see it. I'm uh, I'm growing out my beard, my mustache. When I shave it, I'm going Matt Carpenter mode. Now, my real question is, Carpenter or Cartez mustache? Ooh. I'm going to toss that back at you. 
Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a but tough one. Uh, as a whole, I, I actually put it on the Twitter, uh, on my Twitter, uh, at Brawl with Barnes. Uh, Carpenter, to me, is just a taller Odor. Uh, you kind of know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to play second base maybe once in a while and then hit DH once in a while, and he's going to be that, like, lame duck hitter that you're going to go, ugh. But, hey, I hope the mustache brings some mojo. All right. Honestly, was... just as far as stash, you're throwing it back at us. I just think, I for me personally, the way I look, I'd have to go the Carpenter stash. I couldn't pull off the Cortez stash. I would be end up on a list or something. I don't know. I, I just can't I do think, it. I think few few people can pull off the Cortez stash. <laughs> I, didn't I, he get? I, didn't he get that kind of nickname from a from a play by play guy recently? And that guy got in. I don't know. Folks at home, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to repeat it. Doug, go ahead. I uh, I think the carpenter stash just looks super clean. Like, it's hard to find a super clean-looking mustache. Maybe it's just because he's so, like, pale and the, the mustache is so, like, dark-haired that it just, like, bam! Just, like, jumps out at you and it's like, I'm so clean. You could, you could just see it perfectly. Um, coming from a guy who I can't really wear facial hair for the most part so um i always dig it you know i always you know shit on the yankee you know team for making all their players shave and they look like babies and just losers but so i i like it (laughs) i like the mustache like like um loophole i've always liked that like all right you gotta shave sure but uh hey they let the guys keep a stash and um, some guys have rocked it over the years yeah. Um, but I did want to say I liked Matt Carpenter a lot as a Cardinal. I thought he got, you know, the short end of the deal a lot of times when, you know, th- there was just one year in the, you know, late uh, teens that he would, he was just, he, he was just hitting everything and home runs all, the, all over. And I know he tailed off since then, but. Um, six home runs since he joined the Yankees, which right now is good for sixth most on the team. That's insane to join this late. And I think like five of his first six hits were home runs, right? It's something like that. Something yeah. like something, something weird like that. So good on him for, you know, getting an opportunity, you know, you know, getting another opportunity, right. And making the most of it. So good for him. I like those kind of players. All right. Um, as I said at the top of the show, this is a team with a lot of positive problems, right? This is a team that's rocking and rolling right now. Um, they're, they're on pace to win 115 games or something. That hasn't let up at all. Um, they've got Aaron Judge with this guy's got a lot of great seasons under his belt. Career season happening right now in a contract year. Um, or maybe not quite a contract year, but trying to get that contract extension. Um, they don't have, uh, this team doesn't have a lot to worry about right now. And so some of these issues, um, are definitely going to be, uh, interesting conversations going forward. Um, as we head into the second half of the season, we hit the trade deadline time. We start thinking about some playoffs. Um, are these guys, um, fine where they are, or is there going to be an upgrade? Um, if you're trying to, to go all the way. All right, folks, we're going we're gonna to stop it there. Our very first Yankees episode. That was fun. 
Um, I would not say I always enjoy talking about the Yankees, but um, I enjoy listening to you all talk about the Yankees. And I think that's all that matters, huh? So for, uh, for John, for Barnes, for Doug, myself, I'm Patrick. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's right, whoa. Doug, you have a thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You got whoa. a thing, I forgot. Down so I know you can't see me right here, but I have a uh, Aaron Judge commemorative jersey number medallion that um, from Topps, uh, 2022 Topps Series 1 Baseball. Um that I will be put up that will be put up on the Twitter. So uh, it will be given to a follower who likes us across all of our platforms. So got to listen to this, like it, give us a good review, Twitter, YouTube. We're putting out YouTube videos every day. Um, Instagram. We're doing all sorts of things. John mentioned it twice already. Bleacherbrawls.com. And so I will post that up on Twitter and someone's going to win it. Someone at random who follows, likes, retweets, gets the word out. That's exciting. Um, That's some good stuff. You can't, you can't see it right now, but you go to this Twitter and you look at this picture that Doug's about to post. Uh, this is some legit stuff. And, you, and like I just said, great season for this guy. Uh, great time to pick this up. That's exciting stuff. Great giveaway at bleacher brawl on Twitter. And, and Doug just listed all the places you, you can find us. He beat me to it. That's how I was going to wrap it up. But I don't need to repeat it. Everywhere. We're everywhere. We're taking over the baseball world. We're starting with the Red Sox. We're starting with the Yankees. But we're eventually going to take it everywhere. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to our very first Yankees episode. And we will see you all next time.